Welcome to the Unity Works Podcast, where we'll share positive insight on today's topical and sometimes controversial topics. The discussion is shaped through the lens of unity and acceptance while focusing on our community, families, and the workplace. Life works better when we come together. Here's your host, Daryl Ross. Hello and welcome to the Unity Works Podcast. Just thrilled that you're here. I'm your host, Daryl Ross. Today, we're talking about unity through awareness. You know, this seems very minor, but it can have a major impact. And I'm specifically talking about two areas that we as a culture can focus on. I truly feel confident it will put us on the path to more unity. But first, if you haven't already done so, please hit subscribe. And you know what? Here's my ask. If you can leave us a review on your podcast provider, that'd be so, so helpful for us. We truly appreciate that. And our Facebook page is active as well, Unity Works Podcast. So feel free to reach out. We'd love to hear from you. All right, let's dig in. You know, in many counties across the nation, public and private schools are focusing on what's called social and emotional learning, SEL. It's being implemented as a pillar in education to assist students in their development. Now, as a matter of fact, I provided a webinar training for my local county, Orange County Public Schools in Florida, and the superintendent's office wanted SEL incorporated in the webinar, but not for the students, for the adults. (laughs) Yes, you, me, Turns out that the principles of SEL, social and emotional learning, are perfect for adults as well. Now, I won't go through all the steps of SEL, but just the first two for sure, which falls under awareness. If we as a culture, as a nation, can focus on just these two types of awareness, we will truly move the boulder towards unity. And here are the two types of awareness I'm referring to self-awareness and social awareness. Now, I know we've all heard of self-awareness. We (laughs) often say, if that guy was more self-aware, if that girl was more self-aware. But you know what? We typically focus on half of the definition. So the full definition to self-awareness is the ability to recognize your moods and emotions as well as their effect on others. See, that's the part we always forget, right? It's easy to recall the first part, to recognize your moods and emotions, but it's that second part that really drives it home as well as its effect on others. You know, the best way I can describe this is, you know, I use myself as an example because I kind of messed this up, but it was just a great example of self-awareness. I came home from work one day, this is pre-COVID, you know, long day, kind of tired, came to the garage, met my wife in the kitchen, and we're talking. At least I think we're talking, okay? And I'm going through my stuff, and mid-sentence, Jennifer goes, have you eaten? Just like that. She goes, have you eaten? I'm like, I'm sure you can imagine, you know, what on earth made her say that And I would imagine it's because I was acting like a knucklehead, okay? (laughs) You know, my tone, kind of aggressive, and I was kind of acting like a PETA. Yes, I said it, PETA. You ever heard of PETA? P-I-T-A? I I first learned that acronym. I was interning 
for an HR director years ago, just after college. And uh, we were, I was helping out with group interviews. So over the course of the day, I don't know, 30, 40 people came in. And uh, it was kind of cool because I'd watch her run these interviews. And I noticed kind of over her shoulder on a few of the applications, not all of them, you know, but quite a few, she'd write the letters PITA on there, P-I-T-A. And I didn't know what that meant. So by the end, we're done kind of packing up. And I noticed about a half the applications had the letters PETA on it, you know, P-I-T-A. And so I had to ask her, you know, excuse me, what, is, what does this mean? What's PETA mean? You know, like PETA bread? And she goes, oh, PETA, P-I-T-A, pain in the astronaut. I <laughs> got it. I was like, oh, that's so cool. Wait, let me hear about this. So she kind of taught me all about, you know, what to look for in an interview. What are the red flags based off of how they answer questions, what they talk about? And she said, you know, I'd rather hire someone with maybe C plus or B plus ability as a team player than to hire someone with A plus ability who's a PETA. And I never forgot that. So going back to my discussion with my wife in the kitchen, I would imagine I was giving off signals like I was a PETA. And that's kind of just to me, the just a great example of what we talk about with self-awareness. Let's be honest. She was right. You know what? And I've now learned in my later years, I was being hangry. <laughs> you heard that phrase before? I hadn't eaten and I was just kind of irritable. And you've been through it too. But the point is, that's not my wife's fault. Not the fault of the person you're talking to, right? We're control of our emotions and how we come across to someone else is the just the epitome of self-awareness. So here are some other areas. Think about just your your spouse, right? Maybe your children. Could be a friend, someone in your family, a coworker. Bottom line, we're in charge of our emotions and how it affects someone else. You ever go to work and you're actually in a good mood? Traffic was okay. You're good music in the car. You had a good breakfast, had coffee. You show up about 30 minutes in, someone there drops some hate in your direction, right? And their moods and emotions kind of changed your whole day. So it's so important. The first type of awareness is self-awareness, the ability to recognize your moods and emotions as well as their effect on others. The second type of awareness, and dare I say, even more important, is social awareness. And here's the actual definition, the ability to understand the emotions of other people. Yeah, that's the big one, right? There's the old quote out there, wondering why people aren't more like you is not the answer. <laughs> I love that one. What we're basically talking about is empathy. Can you put yourself in someone else's shoes. That is just the essence of true social awareness. It's all about someone else. And to make the connection, here are a few examples of how we can have more empathy. And the first one, yep, it's the most polarizing. You're thinking, oh, is Daryl going to go there? Is he going to say it? Yes, I'm going to say it. Are you ready? Are you ready for this? All lives matter. Of course they do. That's ridiculous to say otherwise. But within that, Latino lives matter. Asian lives matter. Children matter. Women matter. Men matter. White lives matter. And you know what else? 
Black Lives Matter too. Let me kind of help you a little bit, because I know there are many sides of the issue and it really gets heated, but all this is, is a big cry for empathy. Can we at least just step back, de-escalate, and think, what's it like to be in their shoes? How would I feel if I were in their shoes? How would I feel if my child were in their shoes? That's all we're asking. And that alone would truly help with so many areas of our of our conflict. Because, look, if you believe everything you hear on radio, everything you see and hear on television, you got to have a take, right? Pick a side. Got to have a hot take, they say, right? No, you don't. You got to have empathy. We got to understand what people are going through. And part of that is how we understand. Because you know what we do typically? And I got to be honest, I do this too. We listen. We do. We listen to respond, don't we? I mean, if someone's talking and I'm right there, I might be quiet, but I'm just waiting for you to stop talking because the whole time you're talking, I'm kind of formulating in my mind what I'm going to say next. I can jump in my hand grenade. Many of us do that. So rather than listening to respond, listen to understand. Big difference. And that's part of what I mean by empathy. Can we just de-escalate and kind of look at things from a different perspective? Now, look, this is not all about the Black Lives Matter movement. I think we need more empathy in general. And by the way, for the record, the people often ask me, you know, hey, Daryl, what do you think about police? I like police, gang. (laughs) I really do. I'm not in the defund police camp. Not a chance. First, I got some cop friends I respect what they do. I appreciate what they do. But also, look, can we talk about maybe additional training? Sure. Maybe some newer training? Absolutely. But guess what? That requires funding. But even though I am pro-police, I am pro-law and order, can we at least have the empathy to look at this through the eyes of an African-American or someone of color, that there seems to be just incident after incident with struggle with police officers. And sometimes we have to kind of look at that. Now, I know I've seen this online many, many times. Well, what was he doing? He's a criminal. Okay, you know what? It's very true that maybe some of those cases, they were a criminal, but he still is allowed to live, right? If we're having empathy and using the same measuring stick, we've seen white criminals just walk right out in handcuffs. So if we're going to use the he's a criminal barometer, then I think we're already on different lanes, So obviously, if you shoot at a police officer or you're violent towards them, look, you're going down. We've got zero problem with that. But I'm just talking about, can we have empathy for what that must feel like? Because it happened again in the news recently. And whether it be a mental health issue or anything else, there seems to be different standards. And all we can do, you know what? I can empathize with what that must feel like. So that's the beginning of how we can connect. Now, moving on to other examples. How about, can we have empathy for a single mom, single dad? I have a few single dad friends, but I have quite a few single mom friends. And oh my goodness, that is hard. And I'm bringing this up because, I don't know, maybe a year, year and a half ago, a friend of mine got got, kind of called out on, on social media for the way she was, you know, supposedly parenting her kid 
And I was thinking, are you kidding me? Parenting's hard with two parents. And you're going to attack this lady working full time, raising her kid best she can. And I only say it because, you know, Jennifer went away to visit her family in Canada. And I couldn't go that time. And, you know, I'm going to tell you the truth. That was kind of hard. I'm home alone with the kids, you know, and then I had to work and they had activities still and driving them to practice and doing my daughter's hair and all the stuff. And I got to be honest, I was counting down the days for Jennifer to get back home. Like, I don't want to do this one more day alone. Right. And a single parent does it alone every single day. So look, is my friend the best parent? If she were here right now, she'd say, no, of course not. But you know what else? Neither are we two-parent households. We don't get it right all the time either. And we got two of us. So let's have some empathy. How about some empathy for COVID? Yeah, I don't mean COVID gets the empathy. I mean, people get the empathy for how we're navigating COVID. I see so many comments on, you have to be on one side or the other. And you can't understand why they would do that or these people would do that. What are you kidding me? Like, if you choose or you chose to send your children to school, well, guess what? First of all, you know your kids best, right? And sometimes just the socialization or it could be logistics. You know, you work and it's really hard to be home or it's just challenging. Your kid doesn't work as well virtually. You know your child. Let's have empathy with you as being a parent. The reverse is also true. If you choose to do virtual, let's have some empathy for that family. Because here's what I'm trying to avoid. The discussion of it's a hoax. COVID's a hoax for folks wearing a mask or you're trying to hold me down. No, folks, look, I would hope if you're listening to this podcast, you know that's not where we stand. COVID's real. It's killing real people. Let's not be ignorant. It's a real challenge that we're not done yet, by the way. However, I respect the fact that we have choices and the choices are for the better of our families. So let's have empathy with every decision we're trying to make in regards to this horrible virus. By the way, a friend of mine was online just kind of doing a video of how frustrating the whole thing is. And she wasn't being political. She wasn't, you know, jumping on one side or the other. It was just the frustration of her child didn't get to graduate high school, which by the way, many of your kids had happened to them, right? She was venting just on activities being canceled and how it just affects them. So, and I gotta be honest, I felt for her because I know when I was growing up, if I didn't get to play sports or do music, I don't lose my mind, right? So I understood what she was saying. I saw her post early. Later in the day, I caught it again, and people were jumping on the bandwagon of negativity, almost accusing her of complaining too much and at least your kid's alive, right? Or if the president did this, or if this party did that, like, oh my goodness, just have some empathy for what she's talking about. Just the impact for our kids. Because I think our nature is to jump and have a take and take someone down in the process. What would happen if our nature was empathy instead? I mean, think about that. 
because no one told us we had to take the route of jump down your throat, right? Wouldn't like some judge said, okay, to live in America, you must not. No, no one said that. We've just turned ourselves into that, which means we can turn ourselves out of that. Maybe jump towards empathy. So if we can just take those two, self-awareness and social awareness, how far could we go? Think about that. And remember, I did not ask you to change political parties or go to a different church or move to a new neighborhood. I'm just asking you to accept my challenge. Make today all about someone else and use the lens of awareness. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please hit subscribe and share with a friend. You know, we're going to keep unity going. And we'll do so through the lens of awareness. Life works better when we come together. Talk to you next week. Bye.